Hello, conscious listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Listen Carefully. I'm your host, Jen, and I would love to guide you today through the steps that I am taking to deepen my own journey and to um, elevate to this next level in consciousness, in my business, in my life, and in all these areas that are really requiring me to step up and to come into my own. And so whether it's through, you know, being in my body and allowing my breath to guide my experience, I've definitely been um, leaning into breath work. And that sounds like all kinds of things, right? Oh, that's simple. Oh, that's this. Oh, that's whatever. And what it does is it just allows us to get out of our heads. It's not always bad to be in our heads, right? Our heads have a lot of information and our heads are a tool and they help us. And what's cool about breath work is there's not really a wrong way to do it. And there's not really like an assigned way to have to make it work or to breathe, you know, like We breathe when we enter the world and when we leave the world and we don't have to think about how to do it. It just happens. It's something that is inherent. So when we decide how we're patterning our breath, it gets to shift. It gets to change. It gets to flow. If we're deciding how the duration, how long we want to breathe, that gets to change too. Like if we're giving a lot of time in between each breath or we're setting a tempo, like we get to assess what that looks like for us and how it feels. So breath work is definitely um, a way to clear trauma. And that's sort of how I became drawn to it because there is this vision that provides like the relief from stress and anxiety. And it also allows you to connect deeply to your emotions. And it's a practice that happens on such a physiological level that can potentially, you know, like invigorate and heal and revitalize some of these different systems that are happening underneath the surface. It's not just like the toxins that live in your body, but it can also be this energetic release that happens where when you're deepening with your own connection to self and your own relationship to your own body, you can tap into the parts and pieces of you that have felt stuck maybe for years. Maybe you don't even know what they're like to not feel stuck, right? And as a result, we get to collaborate with our intuition, with our higher source, we get to collaborate and co-create. So when I went to grad school in, at Naropa in 2016 and in 2017, when I, um, did natural highs, which is my practicum site that I still volunteer for, that means so much to me. Um, it allowed me to become sober and, to be a leader in the community and to teach others different strategies and ways to facilitate a natural high um, using your own brain chemistry and using the neurotransmitters that your body already produces. So through natural highs, I became aware of a practice called holotropic breathwork. And that um, was founded by the 
people who um, talk a lot about near-death experiences and near-death experiences are where we get to um, sort of like lose consciousness but then come back with some sort of spiritual upgrade. I don't know. I don't think I've had one, but I've definitely been curious about the near-death experiences that people have experienced and how it becomes a challenge to integrate back into the world. Because from what I've learned, wherever you're going, when you almost die is a different experience, vibration, all the things so different than where we are today. And how do you integrate those frequencies into your everyday life? I don't know. It feels like a lot. And it feels like to embody that integration is what part of the practice is. So interestingly enough, when you breathe for an, any extended amount of time, your body can respond and you might want to call that a side effect or, you know, your hand might cramp or you might have involuntary muscle contractions and you might have attention or a holding pattern or anything like that, that comes from your extremities, right? It, it's just allowing this unconscious resistance to come to the surface and unravel. So what comes to mind when I think about these patterns is what are we holding on to, right? What is worthy of being held on to? It doesn't even have to be a judgment of good or bad. It just gets to be what belief system am I operating from that requires me to hold on to this pattern, this tension, this time in my life, right? So among all these parts within us that are wanting to be seen and heard and integrated, it reminds me of when we were little as children and where our parents did the best they could to attune to us, but most certainly did not fully 100% attune to us, right? We can't have all of our needs met from just one person. Even though that's what we need, we, it takes a village, right? So when we have needs that are biological and physiological, and we're asking our external world to meet our need, if the external world doesn't know how to meet our need, we may perceive that our need did not get met right? It doesn't mean that the external didn't try, but maybe it just didn't click. Maybe it just wasn't it. You know, the image that's coming to mind is the barrel of monkeys and each monkey has to hold on to the next. Well, what if the monkey is like reaching and trying, but it just doesn't click. It just doesn't fit, you know, like it doesn't mean it or take away from the effort. It doesn't mean that there wasn't an attempt or a trial, right? It doesn't mean any of that. It just gets to mean, nope, we reached, we were not met, we reached, we were not met, but it doesn't have to mean like anything more than that. It just, it just gets to be, oh, we weren't really met in the exact way that we wished and wanted and hoped and needed. But now in effort to bridge that gap, we can reach and meet ourselves. We can develop conscious community. We can have therapeutic or coaching relationships or group containers where we feel safe enough over time with trust 
to be able to grow, right? As the container forms over each petition, which could take, you know, however long it's set, you get to change your relationship to yourself in the presence of others as the witness. So yeah, the breath is so powerful. It carries us and it's something that we notice when others sigh or like when I know for, for me, when my dog Meraki has a really big exhale, it definitely reminds me of, oh, wow. Look at her let go of so much. Yesterday on the couch, she had such a long exhale that I was like, whoa, this girl is just letting it all out and how cool, right? So I don't necessarily think of it when I'm exhaling, but it's usually when someone else is that I'm reminded, oh, I can do that too. Oh, I can pause and breathe. And that's what's so fascinating is the breath work journey that I'm on is called pause and pause as in pause button, but pause as in let's press pause because we can literally pick up from where we left off as soon as we take care of what it is that we're pausing at and what we're leaning into. And we can always pause at any point in the journey. It doesn't even have to be at a special place. It gets to be so tailored. It gets to be so personal. So that's what's really important that I wanted to share. (sighs) Big breath in and just let yourself flow. Let yourself be still. Let yourself experience a natural process. Let yourself shift into the present moment. You know, there's always an invitation from nature that allows us to have a clean slate, whether it's us feeling into like a different part of our body, like seeing things with our own two eyes in a new way, right? Opening our hearts and deepening into a certain moment that maybe we're rushing over right? And attunement is the lesson that, and the download that we got yesterday. And I've been really sitting with it because I think we're all wired differently and we all have a different tempo and a different pace that we move through the world. And when we're holding space for others and when it's our job to facilitate just being, The reason that it can feel tricky is that the mind is going to have chatter. There will be distractions, right? From the external, there will always be um, just, you know, kind of like these moments where we get pulled out of being here now. And I think about how much we fight just being here now versus like, What if the world supported that? And I know that there's so much of a conscious effort to get there now and to to be there now. And it all sounds good, but the key is putting it into practice. So if I'm attuning to someone else, 
Like, and if I'm making eye contact with someone else and there aren't any words, if I'm just exchanging eye contact, my pupils will start dilating. I will start blinking at the same time as the other person. Our heart rates will start to attune or sink or beat in, in the same manner, right? So there is an art to it. There is an art to holding space, setting boundaries and allowing for our people that we're holding space for to feel seen and met and heard. And it's all permission-based and it's all consent-based. Do you need another minute? Would you like a pop-up question, right? There's all of these ways to support who we're holding while it gets to be their journey and their pace. And that's what I love about it. This is also so aligned with play therapy. We did an activity where somebody is like the space holder and somebody is the feeler. And I, I honestly, we did it for three to five minutes and then the demo was one minute. But honestly, that, that literally is the format of a play therapy session. But the difference is that it's for 45 minutes rather than three to five minutes. So if all of us have a lower tolerance to feeling... And when I say feeling, I mean, no words, just feels, just going inward, just naming, I'm noticing, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, right? If three to five minutes is a lot, imagine what 45 minutes is. But also, like what gets to be magical about the 45 minutes is that it's with children and that they adapt very quickly. So it could be maybe within three to five sessions of 45 minute periods where they now become tolerant to sitting, feeling, being with their internal experience. And that's not something we practice. So obviously there's resistance and the magic lies on the other side. That's where we get to see all of the, of the worlds collide. So there's a lot of intention, there's a lot of integration, there's a lot of flow. There there is, you know, community which really really feels special. I just have to shout out to my partner Joy. We are on a call with 130 people and I get paired with someone who we're in the same field, we're both counselors. We both specialize in working with addiction and also um, women in some sense and, you know, the opioid epidemic, right? There's all of this collision of common interests and just getting to connect on a deeper level. And I don't know if I would have had that me sitting in Boulder, Colorado and her sitting in North Carolina, right? Like, I don't think, you know, without, community, we would just find each other in that sense, right? Like it felt totally divine, right? Our teacher paired us together. So when things like that happen, I just have to let it simmer and let it savor and, um, and count my blessings because it's all on purpose. Everything is in the right timing. And if it's a different timing than what you think, 
Like that's totally normal because it just means that you have more growing to do to expand your depths before you can arrive to that moment because in effort for you to show up 100%, you have to be fully prepared. You have to be ready. And you have to be in that heart space so that you can receive as much as you give. You can allow, you can let it land. You know, it's not all about sharing, giving, teaching. It's about receiving, allowing, letting things land and having it be an exchange, taking up space and being a space holder, embodying the work and giving feedback, being honest, right? Like, like breath comes with so much. Mm, Release. I don't know if you heard that, but I just burped. A lot, let, a lot of letting go of in my throat, a lot of release. Amazing. So just track what's coming up for you now. Have you thought of breath work in this way before? Have you deepened in your breath before? When was the last time you took the biggest, deepest breath of your day? Right? Just reflect. No need to judge. No need to like say, oh, I should be doing this more. No, you are here now. You've arrived to this moment in whichever way you did. There's nothing wrong about that. You are who you are and you just get to notice it. And if you have feelings about that, great. Let them move. Let them move you. Be moved, right? And then move them. Move your feelings out of the way and let them take their course because that's what we're here for. That's why we're being present. We get to be present with what is. And when you're starting something new, it can be challenging to allow what is without defending who you are, right? You're making sure that you want people to know who you really are and know you deeply and really get to see you. And think about it as a kid, that's all we wanted either. That's all we wanted too. We wanted everybody to know us. So. (sighs) Yeah, it can be a really amazing resource, especially when now I'm giving back so much to myself, to my soul, just allowing myself to simmer in what I've learned, where I'm going, what I'm no longer available for, what I'm no longer putting up with, right? Like maybe there were ways in the past that I energetically was not in a full body yes, but I might've said yes because I didn't want to, you know, be seen a certain way or come off a certain way. And then the reality is that I was just the one who swallowed my own resentment, right? How many of you have showed up in that way before where you say, sure, yeah, okay, I'll be there. And then you're like, wait a second, what did I just commit myself to? Why did I feel like I had to say yes? What part of me felt scared or timid to say no if that's the truth? 
right? I know a lot of times that we have strong external influences, but let's remember, because I'm saying this for myself too, let's not outsource our power to those around us. They have their own power, right? If we give our power away, then we just fall into the shadow, right? We feel lost, we feel sticky and gross rather than just being able to say what we really felt. You know, that's where the magic is. The magic is actually, I appreciate that so much. Wow, what a gift. I'm so blessed. And I'm gonna set this one out, right? Like I, I had a scenario come up where my schedule was just really too tight And it's not that I didn't want to do the thing. Oh my God, I certainly wanted to do the thing. But the timing wasn't aligned and the notice was too soon. And so I had to listen to my full body. No, doesn't mean I didn't want to do it or desire to do it. But I had to say, you know, I I could, I could go, I could But what shape would my energy be in by the time I arrived and when I got there, right? So that's that's something to really, really lean into and be brave about and trust. Trust that there is a reason that may not be known and that isn't my job to figure out, right? I don't need to know the how or the why. I just get to know that mm, this is not in alignment, but let's do something instead or let's figure something else out that does align, right? And before this attention can be put on the thing, we really have to feel in and attune to ourselves, right? We have to be the space holder for ourselves and our own internal experience, So I have to go within, I have to be silent, I have to witness here and be present with myself to know my feelings of what I notice, right? That's how I do it, right? Maybe in the past it would have been like, hey, what do you think I should do? And now it's like, why would anyone else know better than me? I have the answer, right? There's this infinite ability to nourish ourselves, which then leads to this infinite ability to co-nourish each other. Our own energy body is what heals. There's a cadence and a pacing and that tempo of our own journey that we don't get to decide how it looks, right? It's definitely not linear, but it's not consciously up to us. And when we fight those parts that are giving us messages and are telling us stuff, right? It becomes emotionally and energetically taxing when we fight it, when we go against that intuition, when we go against that felt sense, when we think we know better, but really our body's telling us something different. Um, You're saying this one thing, but actually I'm feeling something really, really different right? We call this incongruence and we learn it as a child because oftentimes our parents are telling us what to do, but they're not showing us what to do. They're telling us to do one thing, but then their behavior might look really, really different. And so we learn to feel confused. And then we learn to fight our parts that intuitively tell us, 
our yeses, our nos, our whatevers, right? But as soon as I liberate my frozenness within that, and I just name what's true, even if it's scary and risky and uh-oh, you know, then I get to be on the next level. I won't even know what's on the other side until I push through that. And the only way I get to do that is be, be in my integrity, be honest with myself. And I can always pause to take a breath. Always. There's always room for it. There's always room for me to take up space. There's always room for myself to pace, right? So it becomes this dance, this titration, this delicate balance, and it's all in good timing. It's all happening. It started out actually my breath journey. I, I did download the pause app and found it so helpful to guide my own self through breath work. And then I realized I need a community of breath work facilitators. And here I am, I'm starting my breath journey, but I didn't really know I was gonna start it. I didn't know I was gonna jump into it. I went to San Diego with my friend Rachel last week and we went to breath fest and it was just beautiful. I mean, San Diego just, it just, there it's just, wow, it's different. And I had a great time and we had different sponsors at the event, Kinergy, which is like a fitness course, all body-based, connected to and correlated with the elements. So we've got earth, wind, fire, air. I'm very earth, I'm very grounded, and I so much desire water. Um, and so, yeah, it was just cool to be connected in that way, in a very, very conscious, deliberate, intentional way. And so after that experience, that's when I realized, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing the breath work. So I just wanted to update you guys on what I've been up to. I have been on my breath journey and I can't wait to share more. And I, I'm just really, really grateful, really blessed and so appreciative of all the people I've met along the way. And if you have any questions for me about breath work, let me know. I would love to lean in with you. And if you have any recommendations or requests of what you would like to hear about, any topics, anything like that, I am creating my schedule right now for people I'm interviewing upcoming. And so let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest, cool, sign up. Let's see what we come up with together. And I hope you have a really beautiful day and I will catch you on the flip side. Take care.